There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There Look, no I'm bringing him out to you, Pilate said, to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. The trial of the century. Have you heard that phrase before? The trial of the century. This is the trial of the century. I hear that every once in a while. I think the first time that was used, I don't know, it could have gone way back. I think the Scopes trial in St. Louis might have been that. The trial of the century regarding evolution. Maybe it was Eichmann, right, in Jerusalem after World War II. That fascinating trial of someone who said, I was just following orders. Maybe the O.J. Simpson. Remember the O.J. Simpson? Wasn't that great when, when that's all we had to worry about was the O.J. Simpson trial? That was a trial of the century. Maybe, maybe today's trial in, in uh, is it Minneapolis regarding the George Floyd deal? Maybe that's a trial of the century. It seems like every couple of weeks there's a trial of the century. I thought there was just one, but if you look it up, everyone's got a different opinion. I think... I'm confident to say the ultimate trial of the century is the trial of the millennia. It's the trial of history. Ultimately, it's what we're talking about today. Jesus on trial, the Son of God on trial. Just as Jesus said what happened, that his own people were going to reject him and not just get angry, but they're going to literally put the Son of God, God, on trial. Now, his, uh, the chief priests and the Pharisees, their accusation was what? Anybody know what it was? Basically, that Jesus, well, two things. He said he's going to destroy this temple. See, he's trying to cause trouble. But ultimately, what made them mad, what they kind of stuck with after they kind of fooled around with different charges, what they stuck with was Jesus said he was God, or the Son of God. And I will say that is blasphemous indeed if you are not God and crazy, right? I mean, if someone were to tell you they are God, wouldn't you not want them to prove it first? Don't just believe it unless they tell you that they feel that they are God inside. Uh, I suppose that we would have to call them God the way we think nowadays. So they put them on trial. They hated him. And they accused him of all sorts of things. And maybe he wasn't God, but think about what Jesus did among them. He healed the 5,000, or he fed the 5,000. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He did what Moses said to do. He did the Ten Commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. He served. He, he took care of the poor and the needy. He ate with sinners. I mean, he loved his neighbor, which is the very summary of the Old Testament. I mean, maybe he's nuts, but he did that, and yet they put him on trial because they wanted to kill him. And it wasn't because simply he did something wrong. It's because in the end, they, and I would suggest, we don't like God. <laughs> yeah, I bet you put God on trial all the time, actually. Something doesn't go your way put him on the stand now they didn't work for them because they couldn't i mean they they, they convicted him but they wanted to, to not just kill him they wanted to uh they wanted to publicly execute they needed him to be not just another martyr but on a cross publicly executed a criminal and an enemy of humanity an enemy of the states and they could not put him on the cross they needed rome they needed pilate to get involved so that Jesus would be rejected not just from the leaders of the Jewish people, but also the leaders of the Gentiles. The whole world would put him on trial and reject him. And so there he was. They bring out the Pilate, and they changed their charge a little bit because Pilate does not care about the Jewish religion and what they thought right and wrong was. But what did Pilate care about? Jesus acted like he was king. That gets Pilate's attention. 
That gets Caesar's attention. There's no other king except for Caesar. That's revolutionary. That's an insurrection. Pilate hears about it, and that's where he examines Jesus and sees a weak man who's really done nothing wrong. In no way is Jesus a threat to Pilate, so he thinks. And, Jesus, and Pilate comes out and says, I find nothing wrong with this guy. Let him go. You're crazy. But they kept on pushing, right? Kill him. Crucify him. And finally, Pilate, who seems like a good guy, in a sense is the worst kind of guy. <laughs> it's one thing to be actively involved in, in lying and hurting and killing the Son of God, but there's another thing to be said about those people, and maybe you know one, and maybe you are, that uh, wash your hands of something. You're not going to stick up for somebody all the way. You don't want to lose your job, Pilate's thinking. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my governorship here, and I don't want to not be popular. And so he says, hey, this is your deal. I'm saying he's innocent, but he still sent him to be crucified. Trial done. God's guilty of not living up to man's expectations. But maybe this trial, if you really step back and look at it, the trial that we are talking about today is not Jesus' trial. This is your trial. This is actually the accuser's trial as history looks upon what they did. This is the trial of humanity, Greek, Gentile, Jew, everybody. This is a trial of human beings. This is your trial as you are that fellow yelling out, crucify him, as you are, Pontius Pilate, betraying even your friend just to stay with the in crowd. This is our trial. And what a failure as we put God on a cross. What a crazy world we live in. Talk about trials and how many we're having. We're living in an age, I think, that's more religious than ever. That's the joke. Recently, Gallup came out, which I don't know if you trust polls, by the way, but, and said that less people are members of churches than in the last, like, ever. It's under 50%. So I strongly would suggest the word membership is not what they think it means. But still, and yet, we're living in a more religious age than ever. We look like Puritans. Nowadays, really no different. There's such a strong morality and pursuit of finding wrongdoers in our country. Am I right? It seems like everybody's a moral priest. Left or right, by the way, looking for someone to throw under the bus, to accuse, and to find something wrong that they've done and say, you were a racist 20 years ago, you're done. You were a sexist 20 years ago, whatever. And maybe it was a small thing that happened. Maybe it was a big thing that happened. I'm not saying the pursuit, and it's not mean we shouldn't care about those things, but am I right? Every little piece of dirty laundry is brought up, and then you lose your job. And this is happening everywhere. We like to say it's always the other side. This is all morality. It's not science. It's not logic. This is puritanical. This is Arthur Miller's The Crucible. You want to feel like you feel nowadays? Read Arthur Miller's The Crucible as this self-righteous community, which was the Puritans back then, which is Americans today, made up stuff and looked for everything and even threw their friend under the bus to make sure that they weren't seen as not righteous. Everyone's wrong except for me. And they run with the mob to burn him at the stake. And the problem is not the pursuit of righteousness or caring about these issues. I think that's great. But the self-righteousness is just stinky nowadays. Just like those Pharisees who really thought they did nothing wrong, but that sinner over there or that tax collector, they don't belong in the community. They're sinners, public sinners. That's what we are, isn't it? I want you to think about this, though, in your trial. 
If someone knew every thought you had and everything you've ever done, if that was displayed and everybody knew exactly everything that you think all the time, even right now, if there was a TV on, front, on, on top of you with every thought and image in your head, would you have any friends? No. Would you be married still? No, you wouldn't. Could you go to work and show your face? No, you wouldn't. We are the guilty. And putting God on a cross and killing him is not an exception. And the evil of the world that we witness from dictators, etc., are not the exception. They are the manifestation of what human beings are. Sinners. This is our trial. And putting Jesus on the cross is the epitome of who we are. Repent. Especially Christians. How, how can we be self-righteous? How can we think that someone is less moral than we are? How can we go after people or not pray for our enemies or not really care about someone who's lost? And maybe they are doing crazy things and have done sort of have done awful things, but how can we look at them as if they're nothing like us and act like that? Repent today. This is our trial. This is our funeral. In this trial, Jesus, make no mistake, is pronounced guilty. Make no mistake, in the courts of heaven, Christ is pronounced guilty on the cross. He becomes the racist, he is the sexist, he is the, uh, the mass murderer, he is the totalitarian, he is the greedy, he is the lustful, he is all that you see that is wrong. Jesus is that. He is the guilty. As St. Paul literally says, he becomes sin who knew no sin so that we might become his righteousness it's our trial but Jesus takes the blame and all of your sins are literally placed on him as he's on the cross the cross that he carried up the hill are, is everything you've done wrong are doing wrong and, and will do wrong he's guilty he's punished And he buries it all for good. And in turn, in this trial, in this court of God, you are pronounced innocent. You're free to go. You don't need to pay it. You're welcome back in the family. It's been paid for completely. You are clean. You are free. Isn't that amazing? Let us act like it. Let us leave here as innocent people and righteous people, but remember, it's a gift. We have it all by mercy. May we just grow to just love that and just be freed by that and, and use and take advantage of that when we fall down, when we fail, and we will when we leave here. Keep on washing those sins in the blood of Christ. Keep on remembering that you are, as Jesus said, innocent because he took our guilt and let us treat others with a little more humility and kindness and compassion. In Jesus' name. Amen. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm on a rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. We'll look way down the river.